Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country latest news and memories to great stories that get told spend some time in the country now it's time we start the show my pleasure now to welcome to the show chatham ontario's brooklyn roebuck she has a couple of songs she is going to share with us and she'll talk a bit about songwriting as well as a chance she has to open up for Brett Kissel if she is chosen. She's put together a video singing one of Brett's songs. So, of course, we wish her all the best with that. And now we welcome her to the show. Welcome, Brooklyn. Hey, Dave. It's great to be here. Now, your most recent EP is called Storyteller, and we're going to hear a song from that. How does it feel to have that EP out? It's been out for a while now and to have had the feedback that you got on it. Um, it it's it's been great. Uh, I actually released it maybe five years ago, and I know it's been such a long time since we've released another EP, but we've, I keep, I keep saying we, but I've been learning so much um, through the years, and I'm trying to be as careful as I can with my next um, song, my next release. So mm-hmm. um, through, through all the years of new experiences um my writings changed dramatically but at the time it yeah. like storyteller was my life for sure exactly and you learn so much as you said it's a process it's a living process learning and you get better at what you do and, and maybe your perspective on it changes and maybe the sure. type of things you write about change but yeah it's so amazing and storyteller your uh your dad was reminding me that uh, that title was i guess a few years later Carrie Underwood used it on her CD, but you had it first as a title I know. for an album. She, I, I think <laughs> she must have heard mine and was like, you know what, that is a great, great um, title. I'm going to take that from Brooklyn Roebuck. You know what? Yeah, that's definitely how it went. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Now you've got that on your resume that Thank Carrie you. Underwood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I am going to add that to my resume. Do you think people that's would believe right. me? That's right. Yeah. That is so cool, but you had Storyteller first, as you said, about five years ago, and we're going to hear a song from that um, in just a little bit. And I understand also that uh, there's some exciting news. You have a new EP in the works uh, that uh, around 2018 we're going to hear this sometime in the new year. So, okay. Um, I've been working with the Reza Brothers. Um, They're a very pop uh, label, um, and they're – Basically, we decided to have a lot of fun when we wrote. We didn't want to categorize us in pop or in country, but they're very pop, so what we ended up writing was very, very pop, and I love what we wrote. But nice. um, I don't think 
we're actually going to go in that direction. So in the end, um, I learned so much from that experience. We're probably, we probably are going to release the songs, but not as, um, like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick in the country genre. Um, okay, that's just, good news. Yeah, for, I, I learned. Yeah, I learned so much more about my writing too from writing with the Reza Brothers, as well. Um, right. But country well, is good. where where I want to go, and I don't want to um, confuse my fans by right. You know, releasing pop and then releasing country because country is where I, what I love to do, and yeah. So we're focusing on country from now on. But we we really did like the EP that we wrote. So. Um, it would, yeah. it would really suck to not to not show it at some point. So. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to to learn and to stretch and to do something different. Um, yeah. But as you said, you know, basically you're not going to pull a Taylor Swift on us. You're not going to uh, <laughs> get all these country fans <laughs> and then turn pop. Not yet. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> and leave us. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. No. Um, not yet. We'll check back with you in a few years and see. Uh... <laughs> no, no, you guys will still have me for sure. Well, it's so great because I know that country music is a big part of your life and your inspirations, Brooklyn. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your influences uh, as you were growing up. You're still very young, but you are grown up. Uh, who were the artists that you were listening to? And some of them might be from the pop field as well, but who inspired you uh, to get to where you are now? Well, ever since I was really young, I always – was listening to the radio, and at that time, for sure, my biggest influence was the Dixie Chicks. Um, nice. They're they're just um, amazing in so many ways, and I think one of the biggest ways that they've influenced me is their writing, and their ability to tell a story um, where you really feel what they're talking about. Um, and so I think that's one of my big biggest influences. And another influence that might surprise you is Pink. I am probably one of Pink's biggest fans. Um, ever since cool. I was really young, I had one of her CDs. I forget what it's called because I have the worst memory in the world, as crazy <laughs> as that might sound. I have a terrible, terrible memory, but I love Pink, and I used to listen to that CD over and over and over. Um, and it's the, same, it's the same thing. I loved her storytelling. Um, and I think that's what I really want to show in my writing now, is my ability to tell a story and really make the listener experience something really, you know, I'm like my favorite thing is when I listen to a song and I want to cry from that song. And that's what I want in the end. Right. So that, I oh. hope to be making you cry soon, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good thing that you cry. want to do. You want to make me cry. But yeah. <laughs> I like to cry. I like to feel something from a song. You're absolutely right, Brooklyn. Um, yeah. And I've talked to other people about this and read about it. You know, when we hear a song that makes us sad, um, or or at least makes us cry, makes us feel something, it doesn't always like, make us feel sad or down. We yeah. actually, it's kind of a release. Like it's a kind of, it's just puts you in a certain mood, but you don't really get depressed from it. You just, it's kind of a nice not feeling even, to feel touched. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like not not even just sad, but like um, I forget what's again names. Terrible with names, but one of Taylor Swift's songs. I always listen to it, and I want to be that person in the song so badly, like that feeling you get on the wow. inside where it's like I yeah. want to be that in that story, kind of. That's what I want um, to people For to sure. live with an experience when they listen to my music. So. Yeah, you get so caught up in a song, and you're kind of there. You're experiencing exactly. it, like you're living that, what is going on in that song, and that is the best kind of song. And, and that's where an artist, 
not only does the song have to be good, but the artist, like you, Brooklyn, has to uh, be able to sing with that emotion and that believability. So we exactly. were there with you. You're not just singing it technically, right? You're actually believing it. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you completely. Now, I understand you've got a pretty good band at this point. Is this a band that has been with you like four or five years or, or a little less, I but you guys are pretty strong together? I think we're going on six years, if I remember right. Um, actually, the first time we p- performed together was on Canada Day, so every Canada Day we're like, hey, anniversary. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we... That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're a family at this point. Like, they're, we're, we're so close, and all we want is to make the best set possible. Again, um, leaving everyone else with an experience something that they're going to go home and say that was really cool. I'll remember that forever. So that's, that's our focus. Now that's, that's a great goal. And that's what a lot of concerts do and artists do. So when you're mm-hmm. planning a set and I've just started to ask artists this, cause I didn't ask it in the past, but something inspired me at some point and you just brought it up again. When you're actually putting together a show, this isn't just, I know that people have set lists. Obviously you, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily do it on the spot and it's that spontaneous, but at the same time, you're really trying to build a show, right? So you're not leaving a lot to chance. You're actually structuring oh. the beginning to the end? Oh, goodness, yes. We, like, there's, there's certain things, of course, um, maybe, like, that I say that might be, um, you know, spontaneous, you know, at different places, different people in the audience you want to talk to. Um, but when it comes to what song comes next, the arrangement, some people might think it's just thrown together. Um, no, we, we try our absolute best to put the songs in the best order to make it the most effective for everybody. Um, There's, there's so much more that goes into a set than people may think. And it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. That must be a pretty cool feeling and and sort of a creative rush to, to put it together and and plan it ahead of time so that you know it's going to be a good one. And, and it's constantly changing too. So we'll do it one way and we think maybe this could be, this could make it a little bit better, and it's just, it's just right. constantly, constantly changing. Oh, I like that. That's very cool. Uh, let's turn mm-hmm. to a song. We, we mentioned Storyteller, your EP from about five years ago. It's available at iTunes if people want to hear uh, where you were there at that time as an artist, and we're going to hear one of those songs called I Don't Need You, and I know that this uh, was produced by Sarah Emily Parrish, who yes. got married recently and has a different last name, but she, she put this together. Uh, tell me about I Don't Need You, and this was a song that you wrote. Yes. Um, so I Don't Need You is basically, it's, it's kind of like a breakup-y song where the guy's a little bit too like possessive kind of thing, and she's like, you know what? I mean, the title says it all, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but what's cool about the EP is it was my first time recording in Nashville, and I got really lucky. We were on a, I forget, I, was it Thanksgiving? It was, it was something. It was a special day. So mm-hmm. all of these band players, these session musicians, didn't have anything booked. So we got the best of the best people to be on, my, on, on this EP, and it, it was wow. insane. So they came. They listened to yep. maybe 30 seconds of the song, and then they played it. And it was, like, it was done in, a, in the blink of an eye. It was the most <laughs> insane thing I, I'd ever seen in my entire life. I was a 14-year-old girl, or 15, um, and just, 
magic happened in Nashville. It was, it was the coolest experience. There you were at 15 years old. I mean, this is like Taylor Swift or Leanne Rimes. To be in Nashville, you've obviously got supportive parents uh, oh, yeah. and all that because, you know, a lot of people at 14 or 15 are still trying to figure out what their interests are, what they're passionate about, mm-hmm. what they want to do. And you were actually in Nashville at that age recording an, an EP. That's pretty major. It's, it's amazing. And I, talking about my parents, I, ha- I do have the most supportive parents a kid could ask for I couldn't I couldn't have been more lucky like they they focus on making sure that I keep loving what I'm doing there's there's so much more that goes into the music industry than what you see so there's the performing side and then there's also the business side and my parents really helped me out with that so that I keep I keep loving what I'm doing and get to focus on that they're great people raising Mm -hmm. a great daughter and Obviously a great singer-songwriter. Let's turn to uh, the song now, I Don't Need You. This is Brooklyn Roebuck on In the Country. This morning I got to say it was strange By the beach on a summer day My baby told me he loved me then tried Some guys they like to 
And that is Brooklyn Roebuck, and that song is called I Don't Need You, and it's from her EP Storyteller. You can get that at iTunes. She is from Chatham, Ontario. And, of course, I know, Brooklyn, that you take part in the CMAOs, uh, which now take place in London. They did last year for the first time, London, Ontario, and they'll do again June of 2018. And then you're going to be involved in the CCMAs, which are in Hamilton this year, so both things mm-hmm. in Ontario, obviously the CMAOs will be, uh, and in next year the CCMAs. So tell me about both of those organizations and how much they mean to you. Oh, they, they mean so much. Um, it's, it's a thrill going there and getting to see all of the artists that you get to talk about and hear on the radio all the time, um, get, to get to see them in person and possibly talk to them. It's really, it's really amazing. Um, and I was actually nominated for Rising Star twice, um, uh, back-to-back, and it was, the, it was an incredible feeling. Um, we, I had amazing. no idea that I was going to be nominated, and then seeing my name in the list, it was, my mind was blown. I was like, oh, my gosh, if they call me up there when, when, it, like, when it happens, I, <laughs> I, pro- I don't think I would be able to say anything. I'd be so, like, flustered, like, what? Um, it was amazing. It was amazing just to be nominated and to see, you know, my name with so many other great artists. Yep, being recognized by your province and and for the work that you do. I mean, that is such a yeah. great thing to do. It gets your name in front of people. It's uh, a pat on the back for you to know yeah. you're in the right direction. And and, and at both the uh, award shows that uh, that happen each year, the provincial one and the one across Canada, uh, it's a great way to network because you, you know, you need to get out to these things for anyone listening who uh, is an artist in Canada. You need to get out to these mm-hmm. awards because that's how people get to know you. Yeah. And it's all about networking, right? When people know it, you and like very, you, very much they're going to help networking. you. And you can, you can, if you're a songwriter, you get to meet so many songwriters there too. That's how I got to meet a few songwriters as well. So it's, it's very important to get your name out and your face known, you know. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. You can't just sort of do this and, and not uh, not promote yourself and not get in front of the important people and, and get a chance to showcase. And you did something recently. Uh, we were talking about it before we came on the air. Um, Brett Kissel has Kick It With Kissel. I believe he did it last year as well. And it's a chance for artists, I guess, across Canada, wherever he's performing, to uh, to open up for him. And you submitted a video for a chance, hopefully, to uh, have that chance. Yes, I I really hope that I get to open up for him, it would be an amazing, amazing experience. And I hope to get to, I actually got to meet him for like five seconds. I forget what venue it was, but it happened so quickly. He left and I was like, wait, <laughs> that was, that was Brett Kissel. He, he just came up and he was like, Hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. Like, see ya. And then wow. left. And I'm like, wait, no, really? <laughs> it was, just like that, it was done, and you're like, whoa, I just met Brett Kissel. I could have gotten a picture with him, and I didn't, because <laughs> I didn't realize, like, it happened so fast. Oh. So, see, I need I need redemption. I need to see him again so I can take a picture and be like, exactly. <laughs> I'll do it to so him. I'll picture. be like, hey, what's up, and, and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those moments when you uh, it happens so quick and you don't get a picture, because, of course, you want those pictures, not only for yourself, but you want to share it on social media. Yeah, memories. Pretty special moments. Yeah. Oh, I was I was very disappointed in myself <laughs> that night. 
But yeah, you it need was to have still, a photographer really cool meeting him. Follow you Pardon? around. That's what I want to have too. Because instead of trying to talk and then say, "Can I get a picture?" and, and maybe in your mind. You want to talk to them. You don't want to be thinking you want to stop the moment with a picture. You almost want to have somebody who can say, hey, I'll take a picture of you oh, too. Then you don't oh, have to worry about it. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. That's a fantastic idea. You need to idea. hire one. I've also <laughs> had those, those times when, like, you know, someone famous is in front of you uh, or, like, an idol in front of you, and you're, like, they're talking to other people and you don't want to interrupt and, like, yes. oh, they're busy. Maybe it's, like, excuses <laughs> to yourself so you don't have to, like, hey. But, that's you know. Right. <laughs> But, yeah, exactly. It's, it's building up that uh, confidence, whatever. And, and yeah, that's waiting good. for the right moment. Like you said, you don't want to necessarily interrupt them, but you kind of hang around until they're free and hopefully get a chance to chat with them. Uh, yeah. Now, speaking of songwriting, and uh, you wrote the first song we heard on the show, I Don't Need You. And you're going to Nashville, I understand, uh, in early 2018, in January? Yes. Uh, end of wow. January, yep. I am so excited. I've got... I think like seven, uh, no, I'm wrong, like eight, nine rights booked so far. Um, oh, my goodness. So it's going to be a busy but super fun, amazing week. I can't wait. That, that is so cool, having that many rights. And with each person, do you tend to have, do you have time where you're going to tackle two or three songs or are you just kind of focusing on one in the, in the amount of time you have? In my experience, we usually do one song, but I'm I'm sure if there was time to do more than one, I I don't think anybody would ever say no. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for somebody listening who um, maybe hasn't gone to Nashville and hasn't booked songwriting sessions, they're probably thinking, well, like, do you know these people already, or how do you uh, contact someone in Nashville and, and ahead of time book a writing session? How did you do that, Brooklyn? Well, it's it's the same um, way that you kind of you already mentioned. It's all network, networking. Once you know one person, that person usually knows a few people, and then you just you keep wanting to meet more and more people just that way. So that's the best way to get to. And you like if you're in country, typically someone's gonna know someone in Nashville, and then when you know someone from Nashville, they know everyone in Nashville. So mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, it's all it's all about networking. Yeah, it seems so, to me. Like, yes. It seems to me with country music specifically, it might be other genres as well. But maybe I know this genre. I do know it more than the others. But when I look at social media and and the people I know in country music in Canada, let's say, it seems that once you get into that uh, network and that community, you're just connected to so many people. So you end up knowing Patricia Comroy, and then you know this songwriter and that songwriter, and that's like you said, you true. kind of network, and then you you end up knowing like the whole crew that's doing this thing. Yeah. As, as weird as it might sound to say, but it's kind of like, it's kind of a small circle and yeah, it's, it's big, but it's, it's small. Like, like you said, once you know one person, you kind of, you meet everyone somehow. Mm -hmm. You just, you just know them. (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's crazy the, the way that works. I mean, a lot of it is social media because you network, you become mm-hmm. friends, and you you got the Jason Berries, the Patricia Comories, as I said, and then the artists and the songwriters, and you just kind of know a couple of them, and then you builds and builds, and, you build uh, and then meet. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty it's pretty cool that way. Uh, let's turn to another song now. I mentioned Jason Berry a moment ago. He is a famous producer in Canada, and mm-hmm. so many country acts, from the top acts to acts that are just starting out. 
he produces them, and he produces so many great songs. Tell me about uh, working with Jason. Uh, it, it was great working with Jason. Um, uh, it was it was a little bit different the way we produced the song. Um, I got to meet with him. I sang like ten or twelve of my songs, and then he picked out the ones that he liked. Um, and from there, uh, you know, I gave my opinion on what, like, how I thought it would go. And then he, I mean, he knows. Like, he's he's done so many so many songs and he's right. amazing so he just he took over and yeah <laughs> i i like that idea that you played that many songs like eight or ten and then he put his feedback in and told you the ones he liked best so you're kind of narrowing it down to exactly. the strongest songs that, that you that you showed him and played for him yeah exactly so with a producer Obviously, okay, so we all think of a producer on the music side of things and getting the track together and making that sound great. Uh, as far as the vocal performance in your delivery, is that something Jason does as well? Does he, after, when you run through the song, he says, okay, you want to put more emotion here or you want to sing this a certain way? Does he give you cues in that sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's given uh, tips on different ways to say words and um, he actually did this one thing I've I'd never done before, but he made me like march in in my spot. Um, oh, I think wow. it was to like make my I'm I'm explaining it terribly to <laughs> make <laughs> the words like come in quicker, kind of. Okay, so like by marching, you you'd lose your breath a bit, or it's like I'm about to stand up to try to explain it. Um, <laughs> it's so Take if it you're marching to the beat, it helps you stay right on the beat instead of. Oh, okay. I, I'm a very I I tend to do a lot of bluesy stuff when I sing, and if it's not a bluesy song, then you don't tend to want to drag anything out at all. So, I think that's that's where it really helps. So that that marching is to do with the beat to keep it in keep keep that going. Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought maybe he wanted you to like exercise a bit and get a little breathy, <laughs> and then <laughs> maybe that would sound cool. I don't know. <laughs> Work out before we do we do this. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do some push-ups. Let's get get in shape here, and then we'll sing the song. No, there that's we really go. cool. Yeah, I, I find that fascinating. That obviously not not only on the music side, but the vocal delivery, because um, that yeah. is a big part of. What makes a song? Uh, let's turn to the song that he actually produced. Uh, I believe this goes back to 2015. The song is called Sweet On Me, and you wrote this with Annette Barkley. Yes. In Nashville, she's actually Canadian, um, but we it was when I went to Nashville for the week, um, and it was it was a lot of fun writing with her. We We just gelled really well. I find when I have someone that's really good on the guitar or really good at production and they'll produce and then I they can just keep playing and I'll kind of sing a melody and we'll both come up with the lyrics. That's I, mm -hmm. I gel really well with people like that. So that's why we really connected. Um, and, and certain people you just, ideas work between the two. Also, she had like nine cats and I love cats. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was a that lot helped. of fun. That helped. Yeah, well, uh, so much of the writing session is 
it's not just the song that's that's the product of it but as you said like you you like the person they've got cats mm-hmm. whatever the atmosphere is they got a cool yeah. couch but it's it's really the connection as you said it doesn't happen with everybody um you might meet with some writers and maybe they're a great writer but you just don't have the chemistry for whatever reason so when you find those people you're comfortable with and you can write with those are the ones you go back to yeah you want to you want to stick with them for sure and it doesn't even it doesn't at all mean that the other person isn't good or that you're not good or anything. It just doesn't mean, it just means you don't gel quite as yeah. well as other people. Exactly. Yeah. And you need to gel when you're writing songs because you have to be vulnerable and feel comfortable to throw out ideas. Exactly. So yeah, you just find the ones uh, that you do feel that way with and you keep writing with them. Let's exactly. hear that song now. This is Brooklyn Roebuck and Sweet On Me on In The Country. you hold my hand or the door just like a gentleman 18 my dream getting sweet on me summer nights with you by my side your big blue eyes shining bright held me tight made my night i didn't want to say goodbye because you were getting sweet on me like a honeybee underneath the cherry tree from your lips each time you speak my name. Getting sweet on me like a first kiss on the beach. You're my vitamin D, my one to be, my melody. Getting sweet on me, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went walking and it turned cold. I had no jacket, so you gave me your cold. You go getting sweet on me. The days are long without you here. Then you call and my fear disappears. You make my day. That's your way of getting sweet on me. Like a honeybee underneath a cherry tree. Sugar dripping from the lips each time you speak my mind. Getting sweet on me like a first kiss on the beach. Chatham, Ontario's own Brooklyn Roebuck, and that is Sweet On Me. Uh, You can find that at iTunes. And that song 
was produced by Jason Barry. And, man, it's great to, as you mentioned at the top of the show, Brooklyn, when we were talking that you've done some pop stuff, but country music is the music you're going to keep making, and we're going to keep getting to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's awesome. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a great decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did, like like I said before, I grew up with country music. Um, I mean, when I turn on the radio, I turn on a country country music station. Um, I, I just lo- I love it, and I love the people in it, too, all the people that I've met. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong when, when you're around no. such great, such a great atmosphere and great people. So Yeah, I country love music artists and songwriters and, and radio people and all, everybody – they're nice, Everybody. they're friendly, they're and approachable. And the fans. The they're, fans are amazing, too. And the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's it's such a great genre. You just mentioned the fans as well uh, of country music. And just everybody in it, that's what makes it you feel good because it's always great to, great meetings and great times. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. Uh, do, do you have a dream duet partner, Brooklyn, uh, as we get set oh, to wrap goodness. up here? Is there somebody for a future project, maybe some of the songs you're going to write in January, uh, if you were writing a duet, you had it done, who would you like to record one of those kind of songs with? Wow, that is a, that's a great question. Um, hmm. Okay, I, probably Carrie Underwood. Nice, I, I would good love answer. To do a, I would love to do a duet with Carrie Underwood, like the way that Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood did. Um, yeah. Like, I, I just, about it would happen. be really cool if I could be in the studio and just watch her belt out a song for her, for oh, the yeah. song. Yeah. That would be the coolest Wouldn't that thing. That would be cool. Canada's Brooklyn Roebuck and America's Carrie Underwood uniting for a song. That would be <laughs> I cool. think it works. <laughs> I think that sounds good. That, it does. It sounds good when, you put it, when I put it that way. Um, <laughs> that would be a real cool combination. And uh, mm-hmm. is Carrie uh, one of those artists that has influenced you? Just, I mean, she won an American Idol, of course, and she's just been unstoppable since. Oh, for sure. She has a powerhouse voice. Um, her performances, I got to see her live. She's, she's fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, she's definitely an influence of mine. And, of course, both of you share the same name of albums, but you had it first, Storyteller, exactly. and then she decided... Brooklyn did it. It's going to work for me. Then we would have something to talk about, too. There you go. I could could see her explanation for taking my my storyteller name. That's right. You could ask her and forgive her at the same time, and then... (laughs) Exactly. Okay, I'll I'll forgive you if you do a duet with me. That's how how it'll all start, I think. That's exactly. It's the plan. That's the start of a a great great friendship and great partnership. Uh, Brooklyn, (laughs) I want to thank you so much for being here. The time has flown by, but we had a chance to chat and catch up with you and, of course, to hear uh, two of your great songs. And I look forward to having you back to uh, hear the stuff you're going to write in 2018. Thanks so much, Dave. You bet. It's been my pleasure. My guest, once again, has been Chatham, Ontario's own Brooklyn Roebuck. Uh, You can not only find her at iTunes, you can also find her at brooklynroebuck.com. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.